episode number 258, Camaro's Electric Future? Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Elephant. <laughs> You're what? I just think that's one of the coolest names for an engine. I just popped, I just saw it on MuscleCarsAndTrucks.com, the Elephant crate engine, the Elephant. Speaking of muscle cars and trucks, yeah. yep. with us on this episode is Manny Katakis. Greetings. From Muscle Cars and Trucks. He's going to join us and talk about some news that came out this week mm-hmm. and what's going on in, in the world of electric. Yeah, specifically GM electric vehicles. Yeah. But before we talk about that, Jason, are everything okay down there in Nashville? Yeah, um, thanks for asking. Well, I mean, no, well, no, it's not okay. It's it's a disaster what in about, some areas. It's, you? it's really, really bad. Um, in fact, right now, as we speak, my wife is trying to help volunteer to clear some rubble in one of the hardest hit areas, which was Germantown, north north of uh, just north of downtown, uh, about fifteen miles south of me as we see it um yeah it's 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 pretty bad but heck it didn't even knock over our trash can or even flip the lid off it because it was waiting to be picked up for the the next morning and it was sitting at the end of our our driveway so we didn't get it as near as bad as other people but my favorite place in the whole world to see a concert the basement east half gone and i got tickets for lots of shows that you know that's the least of my worries about that you know they'll relocate it somewhere but it's just a, just a, a landmark for me, and um, another place in Germantown, Jack Brown's Burger and Beer Joint, the best burgers I've ever had in Nashville. I guess that's gone too. I mean, it, it's really weird. You know, you see the footage when it happens in another state, and you're like, "Wow, it's I'm so disconnected. It's not real." Mm-hmm. But then when you see it when it's miles from you, and you go, "Wow, I'm so connected. It doesn't seem real." So either way, it's just unreal. Um, so you know, hope everybody in the listening area. If I don't know you personally but you listen to the show and you're you were impacted by that you have our thoughts i think one of the scariest things i saw was someone released a tiktok video it was a guy he was in a construction crane yeah and he was watching the tornado come through downtown and it was dark and it was ominous because it was like you'd see flashes of lightning and then all of a sudden you'd see the tornado and it's like oh my god yeah and i guess it takes you know five to ten minutes to get down from there and the tornado was two minutes away so you know Woo! That that uh, I would, I I'd be nervous enough just out. being in one of those cranes yeah, I know. on a nice day. So, <laughs> Oof. yeah. I'm so, glad you're. I'm glad everything's okay, and I'm glad I, I'm sure there will be rebuilding, and um, you know, Nashville will be bigger and better than than ever. That is one thing that I do want to end with. End this this portion with is that you don't see a whole lot of people sitting around and crying. It's right. like everybody just said, okay, well, it there it is what it is roll up my let's let's roll up our sleeves and rebuild and it's Mm -hmm. just going berserk i mean there's already tons of building already going i mean when i visited you in the summer yeah you took me down it was cranes everywhere Mm -hmm. they're building like crazy there yep yep and it's all you know centered downtown which the tornado just went just north of downtown but um but here's they're, they're having to turn away people to volunteer they don't have any more room for volunteers that's good it's 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 really good it really shows how quickly people can pull together. Yeah. So it's so, good stuff. Yeah. 
Well, we've got some we've got some news to talk about this week. Uh, General Motors was was doing <laughs> some press conferences this week with with uh, electrics electric vehicles, announcing I don't know they're they're doubling down on their electrification plans of the company. Well, they're I wouldn't say they're doubling down, but you're starting to see their their strategy kind of come into light. Uh, they did in, invite you know select members of the media, investors, analysts. Uh, you know, and and even policymakers mm-hmm. to to walk through the GM Design Dome and check out uh, these future products. Uh, no photos were allowed, no cameras, no nothing. Um, so everyone that got to go, you're just kind of you're you're hearing description all secondhand. Um, what we understand is that there were hum- the Hummers, right? They're an SUV and a truck. Wow. So, yeah, so they're they're gonna not just have the electric Hummer pickup like originally, right? But but, but both, um, two Cadillacs with actual names, which I think is cool. <laughs> um, but they're dumb. <laughs> but was it the one yeah. that like the lyric or something? The lyric. The lyric. And what? The <laughs> Celestic. And I'm like, Cel- Celestic sounds like shampoo. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. But the but that car specifically, the Celestic. Um, with a Q, is going to be hand-built in Warren. And it's going to be a fully electric car. It's going to be a flagship sedan. And for me, that, you know, even though it's electric, kind of speaks to me more about the Cadillac ethos than a lot of products have in the past. So that's something for me to get excited about. I hope that they they commit to hand-building it in... uh, in Michigan, you know, of course, it's going to be like a six-figure price tag, limited run. But I think I think that's cool. I think that's really going to help, you know, elevate the brand and, and put it, you know, on, on a spot where people kind of always, like, wished it, it was going to play in. Um, they also had, I think, uh, uh, a Bolt SUV. Right. Um, hmm. A refreshed Chevy Bolt. And uh, I, I think... I think that's pretty much it, um, and and then they released you know their videos, uh, their press releases and everything, just kind of talking loosely about you know their bad the battery technology called Altium, which also right. share, shares the name of uh, Purina Horse Feed. Uh, <laughs> never mind, never mind all that. Um, oh, it's a uh, it's pretty capable, pretty powerful. You know, briefly here, um, you know. 50 to 200 kilowatt hours up to 400 miles of range. Um, and the 200 kilowatt hour stuff, like I assume that that's going into like full size uh, trucks and SUVs uh, primarily because you need that much battery just to get those big boys moving, right? And if you right. think they're heavy now, they're going to be extra heavy with the battery packs. No, ki- no kidding. But flat pig. Yeah. Yeah. Big boys. Um, but overall, like it, everything is, is, is very modular, right? They, are kind of able to take this this electrical skateboard. You guys remember the skateboard platform? Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, I mean, oh yeah, were, like yep, with the Volt. Sure. Yeah, well, back when the Volt was a concept car, and even I think predating that, like this whole idea of like to be able to have you know battery packs or fuel cells and individual electric motors powering each wheel, and then just being in different bodies and configure it like that. It's always been, or it's been for almost 20 years, like a, an idea that this company has had. And now it's finally the, the technology 
seems to be finally catching up with with uh, the imagination. And you know, for a lot of applications, I think it's cool. Um, but you know, the most curious thing was in this video that they released, where it kind of showed silhouettes of all the different vehicles that the skateboard can 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 support. There was a very uh, suspiciously Camaro-looking thing. Very familiar-looking body. A very familiar-looking body, very close to what we see with the Gen 6. And uh, I think it's left a lot of people kind of stumped. Um, mm-hmm. Me personally, I, as the guy who said that the 7th generation Camaro was shelved, right, that it's not going to transition to the Alpha 2 platform like the Cadillacs did uh, in... And just, you know, to my knowledge that after 2023, its life cycle is essentially running out. So that that kind of just has everyone being like, well, what 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 happened? What's going on? Yeah. Is there going to be a seventh right. gen Camaro? And is if, if, it, if so, like if is it just going to be electric? Um, quite frankly, I don't know. Uh, but that said, like the 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 Bev three. So I want to I want to just kind of make it clear that, you know, it doesn't, as I've said before, it doesn't mean that plans weren't going to change or did change, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. that that program as we knew it that got, was going to be that a was going gen. to be a seven gen got put away. Yeah. Um, and now, if they're going to go with this as a co- possible Camaro, I mean, I think that this is probably the riskiest approach that they could take this car, especially if they're looking to to increase in sales because i just i don't think that you're you're gonna attract a different customer ultimately right so if you're gonna attract a different customer why are you why are you trying to leverage an old name right well first off yeah Mm. if they do this with a camaro and me and jason have talked about this many times Mm -hmm. you're going to you're going to split the people who love the camaro you're going to have them like there is no way you can make an electric Camaro. No way. And you're going to piss off so many people. <laughs> right. Like if they think sales are bad now, like it, I don't, yeah. this is, can't be a solution. What I do, he, here's the thing though. Um, they, they seem to want to hedge the bet when it comes to the trucks and SUVs, right? Like they're coming out with electric trucks. Right. They're coming yeah. out with electric SUVs. They're still going to offer gasoline and diesel solutions for, for, for customers that want them. Not only because they're far more practical for a lot of, co- for a lot of people, but they will be more affordable. And on the, on the other end of the town, the Ford, they're, they're doing a similar strategy with the F-150. They're going to have a gas. They're going to have an electric F-150. They are talking about an electric mustang as well as offering Mm -hmm. you know a a, a gasoline solution and you kind of need again this is all i think uh an auto like the automaker's strategy to align themselves best with customer demands you know kind of the best that they think they can while also trying to appease all these regulations that they constantly have to have to jump around so you know for example, Mustang Mach E, right? Like that's a that's an electric crossover. It's called the Mustang. Right. What if they blended the Mach E with the Mustang Coupe and the sales chart? Mustang, right? And mm, suddenly, no. So you now know, you got all these extra. Did you, you have all the you have all the 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 token points? Kind of like the Ford F one hundred and fifty truck. Uh, in what way? 
Well, you know, you say the Ford F-150, but it could be. Oh, it could be a, like with an electric F-150. Yeah. So in a way, like you, it's kind of the the regulations have, have forced automakers into doing electrification, but this ultimately might be able to save your gas, your V8s, mm-hmm. your, you know, your push rod, the stuff that, that we all love and that is also very approachable versus, you know, if your electric muscle car breaks down, what do you do? Well, mm-hmm. me and Jason have talked about this before. The the gearheads of tomorrow are the volt heads, right? Yep. In a way, yeah. They're the they're the uh, electric um, engineers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, yeah and yep. no, but there's it's still like it's 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 application, you know, based. Like you can't run an endurance race with a bev. You, you just yeah, no, yeah. you can't. Um, you know, there's 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 weight limitations. There's uh, you know power density limitations and, and all sorts of stuff that make gas vehicles a, a a more optimal solution versus versus a bev i'm not i'm not against bevs like as a guy who's had two chevy volts now mm-hmm. and and uh, like i i don't i'm not anti-electric car it's just if that's the only solution you're kind of you you need a lot it'd be like only having a, a flathead screwdriver in your in your tool shed when you <laughs> when you need a phillips as <laughs> that's well a good, like that's you, a good you way need, to put it you, yeah you just you need both right there, you need both for different tools for different applications. Um, so anyway. I look at this with two questions, two big questions. I always, I would love to ask Mary Barr if I talk to her. I would say up to this point, electric vehicles always seems to be a rich man's car. Look mm-hmm. at Tesla. Yeah. I mean, they, and okay. Or the Taycan, right? Right. What is the affordability? How are they going to, how is the average Joe going to afford an electric vehicle? And number two, Tesla is so far advanced in their supercharger network. What is GM going to do to build yeah. build an infrastructure and a network to be able to support all of these electric vehicles? I mean, are they going to leave it up to the Joe Blow to go install their own 220 charger on their garage like I did? No. Or is there going <laughs> to be, you know, like, have you seen the Myers around here? They got superchargers yeah. at the Myers yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Um, well, then there's like, so the... Tesla is kind of able to move a little faster because they're a tech company, not an automotive company. No, basically. I think I think it's also like first of all that they're and I'll, I'll their stuff is not as well vetted as as a, a legacy. I'll call it, you know quote unquote legacy automakers as as Californians like to call it. But it at the same time like the the industry has standards for charging they and you know kind of like how androids just use like they don't overcomplicate it there are very universal ways to charge it whereas like apple it's like you have a standards a, you have it, it's its own it, they're in it's in an own island it's, its own ecosystem yep. so like you can't super you can't use a supercharger on any right. um electric vehicle outside mm. of a tesla uh and and it and there are reasons for that, right? And and a lot of automakers just kind of like look at this stuff and they're just like, oh, this actually messes with our our the batteries. Like it really stresses them out. Like that fast charging stuff really hurts the bat. Like long, you know, long enough timeline, yeah, it 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 accelerates the cycle, the life cycle of the, of the batteries. Uh, at the same time, with SAE standards, you kind of get the whole industry involved, and you try to figure out the best solution. And with any v- electric vehicle that has an SAE charging standard like you, like my Nissan Leaf, my Chevy Volt, my yeah. my Porsche Taycan, like it all will work with the same plugs. Yeah. Um there's trade-offs, right? That's obviously moving a lot slower than what what Tesla's done um with the supercharger network. 
Um, but again, like ultimately a pr- arguably more trustworthy solution. Yeah. Um, I, as f- they did make an announcement recently that they're collab. I don't want to, I don't want to pull this because this will take too much time, but they're, they're working on it. They're working on charging networks. Um, and, and, and as is the rest of the industry, yeah. uh, it's almost like I'm thinking of it in a as a tech guy as a open source versus a closed source solution. You know, you have open source Tesla. There's like everybody here. You can use our technology, um, but this is what we're gonna it's, build. It's the opposite, though. Really? Because well, it, as far as the application, it's it's closed because. Well, their charging network is closed. Yeah, you can only you but can their only technology is open source. Yeah, and then no one's necessarily using. It's I don't know why they even was like yeah here's well they they open the patents up right right she's like if everyone wants to use them use them but like no one's using them why and I don't think it's generally because of industry stubbornness I really think that there's maybe something else at at, at play here it's just like why can't we use the patents are we are <laughs> we are we are are they are they actually not as good i mean because quite frankly like the evangelism of tesla is probably the worst thing about it like it's just it, i for me like it's eye rolling um <laughs> i think they've got they've like look they've come up with some cool stuff they've disrupted the industry but at the same time like a lot of this stuff is 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 like just minimum viable and you know i don't trust uh, a semi-autonomous system that's called autopilot which really is not autopilot it's not autopilot it's also just largely camera based whereas like a cadillac super cruise system is far more ironed out and it, it's getting better like the super cruise system is like probably the best semi-autonomous is that the one that uses lidar um radar lidar radar. yeah 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 so um and, and it was only on like the ct6 but like they're rolling it out i think on like eight different vehicles yeah. even like that that chevy bolt electric crossover is going to yeah. get it um which is going to be the first non-cadillac uh is is I think, or or it's either going to be the first non Cadillac, the first non Cadillac announced, but I bet you the pickup trucks get it before that even comes out, like the high end ones that those will get Super Cruise, because the Escalade is going to get it. So if the T one platform, the GMT one platform is is getting Super Cruise, then you know you can just only assume and and make a very educated guess that the rest of the stuff is is capable of the semi-autonomous tech on that platform so jason if if general motors came out with a vehicle that was elect all pure it was a pure electric vehicle sort of like mm-hmm. a tesla affordable would you be someone who would be in the market for one probably would you look at it yeah oh yeah i'd consider it for sure hmm. yeah i think i would well, it's easy to say because I'm not standing there ready to write a check. You know, right. it's always the thing. Everybody wants this until it's time to find their wallet. Right. And then it's like, ah, it's not. It's not and fine. then you know, with the, with the weather considerations here in Michigan. Yep. Potholes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which are getting, have gotten well, a lot al- better. It's also like, I mean, people are if they're planning on holding onto their EVs for a long time, and then you know, maybe on the flip side, or even like after. Maybe they want to just hold on to it after a lease, and they just see it. it's like, what do you mean my value plunged sixty percent mm-hmm. or more uh, or more? <laughs> uh, it's EV, the values of EVs are they they just they don't hold. There's a lot of there's a lot of risk and caution and, and and at the same time caution to buying a used EV, and mostly it just comes down to like how do I fix it? And and generally like if if something because 
if with these like new skateboard platforms specifically, like the parts are minimal um, compared to uh, a gas. Like the packaging is very is very uh, it's cool, but if your battery cells suddenly you know long long enough timeline run out, like that's that's a huge fix. And I'm I'm a little so my skepticism is kind of baked in with this stuff is even though I think that EVs are a decent solution for some applications that it's actually going to accelerate consumption and that these are just going to be like the same way that we use phones. We're just gonna, like, you're going to keep them for two years and throw them away. And mm-hmm. then, like, go, they're going to be used another one. And right. And at the same time, can like, you can you, can you imagine <laughs> right now buying, say like, what's, what's, what's five, six years, like an iPhone five or six yeah. going out and buying a used iPhone six. And how would how would using that feel that like feel like right now having slow be terrible? Well, <laughs> you, you know, six years of like whatever, several years of wear and tear uh, from other users, and like ultimately, like this technology piece is not as cutting edge as it as it once was, um, and and there's little you can do about it, right? So I again, um, just some things to consider regarding uh, a full electric uh, vehicle strategy, but. Um, before we uh, before we get too too far down that, uh, I want to kind of go back to the the Camaro. Um, we don't, as far as I as can can see it, uh, there's no gasoline version of a, a, a seventh generation Camaro currently like on the on the on the on the radar. Versus where like Ford seems to be doing both, and I think I don't want to think and this is this is gm they've done blunt even recently like the ct6 is like what happened guys like you made this new engine you had this new platform and it was just on this one car in very limited numbers and how much money did you spend on this like what what happens an overall blunder so i really hope that they don't think that they can just have an electric Camaro and call it one and done and call it a day. You have to, you have to hedge the bet. I, I think that if they've listened to the community and, and if they, and if they would ever do something like that, I hope they would like maybe bring the disciples back again or something. Maybe uh, wouldn't that wow. be a good idea? Huh? Um, I think, I think they'd have to get a different generation of disciples. Yeah. But, I don't, but still, I, I don't know. I guys, I like, I think, Honestly, like you go to you go to the like you Chris you you're Jason you were you were just at like a a cars and coffee this morning and like yep that crowd is it varies and and it's very diverse right it's not just a, it's not just a bunch of boomers with beer koozies walking around it's it's not that <laughs> it's not that it's it's everybody and like people they still it was <laughs> stop it uh, like. <laughs> Up, if you go to a car meet, like it's it's different. There's there's young people, there's old people, all different mixes of backgrounds and stuff like that. And like I, I really don't want to sit there and be like, oh, well, we need a younger group. We need a young. It's like you're don't pigeonhole us millennials, okay? I promise you that we're we we have a lot of thought diversity, despite what you see and read on the internet. Um, and I just again not against. Uh, an electric performance car, not against electric electric enthusiast community, not against any of that at all. I think I think it's exciting. I think it's I think it's very interesting. More than anything, I find it to be a curiosity. Um, I'm not excited. I am. <laughs> I just I, I'm just I'm not excited. Uh, I can't I can't find myself to be excited. 
Um, cause you're at, you, it would be like at the end of the day, like a, like a steakhouse, like a, like specifically an electric Camaro. It, you take a legendary, like a Peter Luger in New York, right? Like legendary name, reputation, you know what it's about. Steaks, kind of like a, a fairly casual atmosphere. Um, but, but like you, you go there for the meat. Suddenly Peter Luger is going to start just serving you like soy substitute. Oof. you know what i mean and and so it's just yeah. like and and openly trying to say like no 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 this is me guys we, we we swear like we're peter luger we know we we know what we're what we're about this is this is still good this is it's a protein it's gonna give you everything that you need like that's in a meat but it's just not meat anymore and i that it, right there when you put it like that right you start to be like eh, you know maybe that's not the a good idea um because that's what's ultimately going to happen is like you're going to they're going to if it's an electric Camaro and only electric Camaro be like look look it's a Camaro guys and you're like oh, I don't think really that that's a, a Camaro but if they were to do something like you know again a, a, a low roof electric coupe on the Bev three architecture uh, think of a different name I think that's uh. what they would it, I, 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 yeah I'm guessing that's what would happen yeah I mean you, and there's stuff that you can even like maybe dust off. That's, uh, I mean, I've heard people talk about like Monza would be a decent name, oh, something God. like that. <laughs> Monza, I, it, okay, fine, but something else, maybe just something completely. How about the? I think honestly, call it a, call it the Volt. Real talk, call like call yeah. because the the concept right was the, like was badass. It was it was badass. It was rear wheel drive. It had very sports car proportions. Yeah. Um, you know, almost Camaro like but like high belt lines and things like that. Very mm -hmm. very broad shouldered car, um, why not? There's a lot of different names that could be brought. Back. I think and I think Volt would be really appropriate. Yeah, you're got to deal with the whole like Bolt versus Volt yeah, thing. Yeah. And... <sighs> Just don't bring back the citation. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it, you know I mean, at first Chris, you and I when we talked about it, the idea of electric anything it was just like eh, i'm not feeling it you know just eh, it's not there and then as time goes on we start to be assimilated to the idea and next thing you know we're excited about it well uh, well here's the thing I, i've had a volt before i had a, I had a volt lease for three years i absolutely loved it yeah i, I loved it yeah, i put it in them. my backyard i plug it in every night i didn't bat there was a point i went almost eight months without putting any gas in the car that's awesome i loved it yeah um I've driven Teslas. I've driven a Model S. I've driven a, a Model 3. Um, I love that instant torque feeling of just... Yeah. It's... But... it Like, but what else? Is it the full package, really, truly? Can for, it... For an electric vehicle? I for, mean... It, it, but is it suddenly just like, oh, well, we're just going back to the straight line thing again, guys. The no. 0 to 60. And, and sure, take it to the drag strip. You're... A Tesla in ludicrous mode, or you know, whatever any any electric car, you can do only so many runs before it's got to like park itself. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can run and run and run and run and run and run and run. Your junk, your, or yeah, your demon, your junkyard LS, you know, beater truck, whatever. There's again like and far more cost effective to to operate. Should mm -hmm. something actually fail, like should a part fail, still expensive, right? Like if you blow your engine, it's still expensive, right? But Compared to blowing a battery pack, less so. Yeah. 
I think we said this before, Chris, a few years ago when we started talking about this. Let's just say that they come out with an electric Camaro. And let's just say that the price point, we're living in a fantasy world on this one. The price point is the same as what um, uh, a mid-package mid, uh, Camaro SS is. And it has ZL1 performance. And they only made one. That's it. If you want a Camaro, it's that price, that performance, yeah. and it's 100% electric. Like just like like straight line performance? Like one time? Like measure it once? No, it's it, it let's just let's just say ZL1 performance, both straight line and road course, Camaro SS price 100% electric. I don't know. Just, mm. I, I mean, where, where's the hang up? Is it the fact that it's electric? The fact that well, I think I think it's going to be well. It'll be definitely a lot heavier, won't it? You know, because it will, of the yeah, it will because be of heavier. the battery packs. It will so, be but if the performance is still there. But the, so so the car will be. It's just hypothetical. Though. Yeah. So say it's called the Camaro EL1. You know. Sure. Oh God. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that's is it is it another is it another Camaro in the line? Is it another? Nope. This is the only one available. It's the only one available. It's a Camaro EL1. Yep. And it's com- current Camaro SS price, current ZL1 performance, 100% electric, and it's the only Camaro you can get on the market. I don't, brand think, new. I don't think GM would ever do something like I that. Think, I'm just, but I, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm, I know. And that's, that's why this is totally hypothetical. But I think what if? Would that be good or would that be bad? I think the sales would be worse than they are now. Why? I, I don't see a lot of bites. Why? Because it's, it's part it's one, not, it's electric. It's not because no one goes to Peter Luger and orders the soy steak. But what if that steak, that soy steak, was just as good, if not better, than any non-soy steak? Oh, come on. I've you, all, you, we've, you, we both had the Impossible Whopper. That's not true. Yeah, right. It's... <laughs> No, it's you're you're but just not, but, you're but just pretending. You're not. No, 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 no. It's not really though. Around. It's not really you though. You can't compare cars to food. Yes, I can. So, well, you can, but it won't make sense. What's making sense, I think. Um, <laughs> so, like, there's there's a lot of stuff that maybe this the spec sheet right doesn't tell because like right now like it's to do something like that right. It sounds very algorithmic, and you will see this thing on the paper. Like or, or you'll see it on the spreadsheet, you'll see it on the performance numbers, and then all the magazines will be like, whoa, look at this. And they'll, again, like, they did this with Corvettes. It's like, oh, look, 2.9 seconds, 0 to 60, we're so fast. But actually, in a road course, we might be slower than the C7, guys. Never mind. So the trade-off is, while you could have those specs, ZL1 specs and an SS package, hypothetically an SS price, I don't see that actually being the case, um... You, how, like, can you run it and run it? Can you cycle it through? Can you cycle it through? Like, if I take it to autocross or a track day, or if I just want to cruise all evening, like, what can I, how long until I have to park it? Or what's my maintenance going to be like? If I were to take a Camaro SS, say an SS1 LE, and, and this ZL1 performance equivalent that's electric, and, and run them and run them and run them and run them. Like at the end of the day, which one is going to have more laps? Which one's going to have more runs? Which one's going to have like all these, these, these less issues than the other. It's, 
it's stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to put myself in the in in the eyes of the customer best I can. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to put my mind where Jason's talking about too. Because I would say 80% of Camaro buyers are buying the cars to shine them up, put them in their garage and never drive them. Well, yeah, they're well, they're garage queens. <laughs> And and look, so it, it's not going to matter how, how often they can cycle through. Well, it's also it's also like, again, it's the it's the it's the it's the drama of the engine. It's the V eight. It's the roar. Yeah. It's all the stuff that you you feel and that you hear, you know. Versus like you know, it's kind of like that scene in the Matrix where he's eating it. He's eating the steak. He knows it's not real, but the Matrix is telling him that the steak is juicy. <laughs> and that it's you know that it's rich and it's like you're gonna par up this car and the car's gonna be like we are like this is what fun is this like and and and, and you know i'm being very like yeah. cynical here yeah. but you're not gonna have the sound you just aren't and any sound that you're gonna have with it is gonna be is artificial is artificial and it's like do we really want that lack of authenticity do we really is that is because because ultimately that's what you're getting with the evs is like you're getting you're it, it's it's Right now, it's in this weird phase where it's like it's trying to. Pre- a lot of EVs are trying to pretend to be something that they aren't, which is they're trying to be gas cars, in some ways. Where it's like, no, you're, you're, you're different. You're different. You're not the same. You're for a different customer. You're for a different use. You're, you're just, you're different than, than, than a gas. Most like especially when it comes to like the performance cars, and you kind of see it like magnify when. You look at, say, like Nürburgring lap times or things like that, yeah. where, you know, the fastest cars right now are not the hybrid. Like, it's not the LaFerrari. It's not a 918. It's not a not the McLaren. Like, it's they're all, like, relatively lightweight, balls to the wall, fire breathers. And you you can still see that, like, you know, in, in that space, like, ICE still has the edge. ICE also still has the edge in just being able to fix what is breaking, because it's not just your charging infrastructure; it's your maintenance infrastructure. It's a lot of that. It's I think the, marketing of this car would be a nightmare. A nightmare. Can you imagine trying to? Who are you going to market to? Right. You're going to market to someone who doesn't exist right now. Well, again, and okay, so I've I've said this before, not on this podcast, but I I look at the 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 sales of of, of EVs, and you look at vehicles. So, for example, you had, well, I'll, I'll touch on this in a second, but they're starting to become like in more volume oriented, approachable segments, like crossovers and stuff that's like fairly hot right now and doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. This is a segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like sales aren't really making, they're not budging anything more than like one and a half, two percent of the market. And a lot of them are Teslas. And, I personally think that these customers are, you included, are not necessarily ones that want electric cars. They just want Teslas. They want this this completely clean slate brand from a completely clean slate company um, versus something that is coming from a company that's 100 years old. Has a legacy. Has... A name that has that implies something completely different, um, and it's just when you start to like m- mix and manipulate again, like you're, it's 
in another way, I'm going to go to like food. It's like there are some chefs, right, that will take a tomato and they'll make it look like a strawberry. So when you eat it, you th- you you think that you're going to taste strawberry, but you don't. It's tomato. And it's it it's that it's that weird manipulation of of what something is not like na- what it naturally is to be something else. And where it's just like, well, why didn't you just give me the tomato? <laughs> Why why can't I just have my strawberry? These are different things. Oh boy. These are different things. Oh, so much to think about. My head hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get I just want to see a lineup and I want to drive them, right? And and the closest to my personality is what I would pick. Yeah, then that's fine. You should be allowed to have the choice. Yeah. But you should be allowed to have the choice again. Like like it can't be just here, here it is. Here, this is this is this all is, you're gonna get. Yeah, this is this is your EV guy shut. Like like, hope you're happy. And by the way, it's how, a Camaro. <laughs> like you know, it's how it's, long is that sustainable for a for a business being an automaker though to have two different things? It's it's um, you know, there was there was a there was a theory uh, that there was going to be two Camaro, <clears throat> excuse me, two Corvettes simultaneously. One the rear engine one the front engine or mid engine i should say sorry i'm actually looking at pictures of don garlitz on while we're talking about it uh in his rear engine dragster that's why i started to say that and there's a reason why i'm looking at don garlitz i'll get to that in a second um th- there was a rumor that they were going to run two different corvettes at the same time front engine and mid engine and i'm mm-hmm. like that just doesn't make sense that's not sustainable and i don't i think that yeah there's going to be a, a blending period but i'm not going to be surprised if that in, in a few years it's going to be very very few cars are combustion engine um with regard to the corvette thing it's i i i thought that that strategy was in was 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 good because why why kill why kill a good thing the toolings like for the c7 toolings paid for everything's paid. like if if look at and you can look at charger and challenger like people still want to ride the dinosaurs let them it's fine if you want you there's other people that are looking for something new and fresh let them it's fine you're 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 going to essentially you're 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 hedging the market rather than than moving the gold post and you know i think again like if you if you if 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 you gave customers a choice in in a completely different segment say like or no we'll stick we'll stick to this um where it was cheaper Right, and you still got a lot of performance. Like if someone brought the, like if they brought the F body, this they won't. But like if someone brought the F body back, and you're just like, well, this thing's what twenty grand gives me a V8, and I can run thirteens. Like, hell yeah, sign me up. Like this is kind of all I want, and that's why Challenger and Charger do so well. Is and you you look at who's buying them. You you know you talk to these 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 people, and they're they're pulling in. It's all in Jeeps too. It's this it's this market. That isn't necessarily looking for like the new new stuff. They're they're looking for for an ethos. They're they're looking for like this Americana, and the Wrangler, the 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 Wrangler customer. You know what their their second car is? Mm-mm. It's a Mustang. What? Right. It's a it's a it's. But when you think about it, when you really go like say like thirty thousand feet up, it's like, can you see that? Can you see like this is okay? This is Americana like. You can really only see these things like, like these are iconically American cars, both of them. And I think that's what the customer is kind of like looking for in a way is that they're looking for this, this Americana ethos. 
the Charger and Challenger, Charger specifically, they're pulling from all over, all areas. They're pulling from F-150. is actually a huge conquest, um, as well as Camaro and Mustang. Um, because families, right? They're, they're Suddenly you've got a, a full-size sedan. You still get the Hemi. You still get... You can still get the Hellcat. It's balls to the wall. And that whole segment is dying except for that. And you are you have to kind of stop and, and give credit where credit is due where, you know, FCA has been, been selling dinosaurs, but it turns out that people actually just... Because people keep people keep buying them. People, people <laughs> want them. People want dinosaurs. I always wondered if they didn't change over to the 6th gen and the Camaro with the 5th gen... Mm-hmm. So, you know, in 2016, and they kept mm-hmm. making Gen 5, w- would the customers still have bought that the car? You know, because you Gen could... 5 was huge, man. And, you know, I know the pent-up demand. I know Transformers and all that. Pent-up demand, that. Trans- but even, like, towards, like, the end of the life cycle, it was still doing good. It was, you know, better than better yeah. than Camaro 6. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that part of it had to do with just the intangibles. The non-algorithmic stuff where you're sitting in this, like, it's it's big, it's burly, it's heavy, yeah. and, you know, the only car that kind of, in that segment, does that, like the Camaro 5 did, is, is Challenger. And Camaro 6 is is more of a, is the sports car yeah. thing, and I don't think that the, the market base was looking for a sports car. And it's like, if, and again, if you wanted to attract a sports car customer, why aren't they coming? Probably because they don't want a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point right there. <laughs> and again, like if they if, if there's an EV customer looking for an electric performance car, you really think that they're gonna suddenly bite on a Camaro? I don't think so. There's too much variables here at play. Yeah. And and a lot of it you just it's it it's hard it's it's really hard to narrow down through a PowerPoint oh, I presentation. I know. And we and we've been talking about it for years. Years, every aspect around the sixth gen Camaro. I think we've already hit on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. True. But we're we're getting tight on yeah. time here, guys. Um, okay. I think it's an interesting interesting point here. Uh, before we go, I, I do want to wrap up, uh, close a loop on something. Why why was I looking at Don Garlitz? Because I was actually at Cars and Coffee earlier today, as you mentioned, and we were talking about. And somebody brought up Don Garlitz. And I didn't even know this. I'm a Don Garlitz is my first, you know, drag racing hero when I was just a little kid. I was four years old. Big daddy, you know. Um, last year, and this uh, this went under my radar, last year, um, Garlitz at 89 years old, I think he is, 88, something like that, went 200 almost. He's, he's trying to break another record, 200 mile per hour with an electric dragster. Nice. Like Don Garlitz was a huge innovator in drag racing. Mm-hmm. He was... The first one to make the, to break 200 miles per hour. Period. I, I believe that one of his accidents was the prompt for him to start making rear engine drag stirs instead of having the engine right in front because of a, a really bad accident that he had. Where, well, I won't get into it. Um, it. You can see all sorts of footage of it where he just snapped the dragster right in half and spent a lot of time in the hospital. Always an innovator, and here he is, 89 years old, still innovating, trying to hit that 200 mile per hour with an electric. Com- I was going to say electric Camaro, <laughs> electric dragster. Nice. And it's pretty neat to see. There's a future in it. I think the big question that we're all circling around, the big question mark standing there in the middle of the of the room that we're all walking around looking at very closely is how much of the future is electric? And Chris, we've said 
many we've had many episodes with a title similar to that. Is yeah. the future of Camaro electric? Is there an electric Camaro in the future? We've said it a million, million times, and that's the big question that we all want to know. How much of the future is electric? Right. It's going to happen. We might as right. well just say it's going to happen. Just like... But like like I like a lot of things that we don't think is gonna it's gonna. <laughs> but but why? Why? Because it's because it's cool. Why because not? Ev- I don't know. Because it's the evolution. Is it? Don't know. Is I mean that's why that's why the, there's a question mark. Because we may not have a choice. Because Let, maybe this is the the offerings that they want oh, to give don't us. Don't say that. I'm altering the deal. <laughs> if, Pray if, I don't alter it any further. If it wasn't a money maker Palpatine. for the automakers. They wouldn't even be dreaming of mentioning it now, but there's obviously some profit in it. There's also some governmental regulations that need to follow, so blame your politicians if you don't like that. I mean, if we're not – honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the industry as a whole is, is rolling over to this as much as they are because it, it upends so much, and it's a big – you know, they'll call it opportunity, but in reality, it's a massive risk. And – I'm just again like I'm not sure if the demand is actually there. I'm worried that instead because things are going to get more they're going to we're not going to go backwards on prices. Stuff's going to get more expensive. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. and it's going to get more complicated and your your bandwidth for being able to like tune and tinker on products is going to narrow and narrow especially with EVs cuz when mm-hmm. you go full EV and everything becomes software based, yeah. that circle is completely closed. <laughs> yep, it sure is. So you're gonna, you're you have to stop and think if that's really the future that you want to sign up for. Well, what I'm saying is I don't think it's something that it, I don't think it matters if we as consumers want it or not. It may come to a point where it's just the that's just the offerings and that's it. Right. I, I guess. Okay. Going back, like for their profit, their, profit, profitability. There should be pushback. I don't know. If, again, like profitability can only come from sale, right? You can you can you can make. Because the, the the math, right? It's just like, oh, we can make X amount of dollars on every product so long as prov- you know, provided we can sell fifty thousand of them a year. Right. Mm. And it's it's all it's that that's all stuff that that's all math that I'm just. It's fascinating, um, and really complicated. Right, like the the Corvette. The, uh, allegedly, uh, they won't make money on any Corvette that that isn't sold for under eighty grand. But who's really buying a base Corvette? All right, dude. Um, you want to do a shout out, Jason? I see. I see in the notes here. You want to give a shout out? To the yeah, other, just a quick out. shout out to my new buddy Kevin, who lives in my neighborhood. He's got a killer six gen ZL1 that he drives daily. That's his only car that he's like, actually no. He has a '98 Firehawk sitting next to that. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Um, but he doesn't drive that much. But he drives his ZL1, a six gen ZL1, every day. Snow, rain. You name it. He's a listener of the show. In fact, he sent me a text message saying he listened to our best of that was just recently released and thought it was pretty cool oh. when the 2016 Camaro came out. So nice. quick shout out to you, Kevin. Nice. In fact, uh, that's why I got to go because he's coming yeah. over for beers. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us again, Manny, and, and putting in perspective some of this electric stuff, too. Yeah, I, I love talking about this stuff. I love kind of approaching this with different angles that maybe yeah. you're not necessarily reading about. Right. So. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, and, as uh, always, buddy. And and don't forget to one day tell me why you wouldn't want that electric Camaro that has ZL1 <laughs> performance at a Camaro SS price. Just just why? Just why? That's all. Uh, just all why. right, guys. We will see you <laughs> next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. 
Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!